0: Hello and welcome to the next in my series of studies in John's Gospel. Trusting God. Well, that sounds an easy thing to say. And Christians often say, oh, we just need to trust God. But actually, what does that mean? And it's really difficult. How do I trust God? What, for what reason? And what does that look like? Well, we're in John chapter 12. We're nearly coming to the end of it, although we've got a few more studies to do, but we are taking it verse by verse. John, uh, Jesus is telling uh, the disciples that now is the time when he is about to go through the ultimate purpose of his life, the death and resurrection on the cross. He talks about that being something that's difficult. He talks about being troubled and worried about that. But now he's had this authentication from the voice of God saying, now is the time for, to be glorified. And uh, in John thirty-one, we, he talks about John twelve thirty-one. He talks about uh, Satan being the prince of this world, and he talks about when he's lifted up on the cross that he will draw all kinds of people to himself. And that's where we're going to pick it up, John twelve and verse thirty-four. The crowd spoke up. We have heard from the law that the Messiah will remain forever. So how can you say the Son of Man will be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? And Jesus told them you're going to have the light just a little while longer walk while you have the light before darkness overtakes you those who walk in the dark do not know where they are going you notice that Jesus doesn't really actually answer the question they're saying you know how can we how can you live forever and uh, he doesn't answer the question he just tells them that the light is with them and it won't be forever and then he goes on and he says these words, put your trust in the light while you have the light so that you may become children of God, children of light. And when he finished speaking, Jesus left and hid himself from them. Why did he hide? Well, because now was not the time to be arrested. He still wanted to do the last supper, and he still needed to teach the disciples: John 13, 14, 15, 16 all were important things that needed to happen. So there was a time for him to hide, and sometimes it was a time for us to hide. Sometimes it's time for us to withdraw from opposition and persecution. So Jesus says, "Put your trust in the light. He doesn't answer the question. He tells them to trust him. But what does it mean to trust Jesus? What are we, what are we talking about? Well, I want to suggest that it is a decision based on probabilities. Trust is, is when we, we decide something, not just randomly because we want it to be true. We decide something because we think it is most likely to be true. And once we've decided that, we act upon it. So the analogy that I always talk about in Alpha and other places is, is sitting in a chair. I am choosing to sit in this chair, and I trust that the chair and the platform, I'm sitting above the baptistry, I'm trusting that the planks that i holding the baptistry and the chair will hold me, and that I won't fall to the floor or through into the uh, baptistry below. I'm trusting that because it's likely. I can look at it. I can see it's strong. It's never, never collapsed before. It looks sturdy. It's likely that this chair will hold me. But I can't prove it. I can't prove that the platform will hold me. I think it's likely. I think it's probable. But I can't prove it. But I choose to trust it when, from the moment I sit in the chair. And then if I'm doubting it, and wavering and feeling, oh, is the chair going to hold me? I'm still sitting in it. And so this is the implication about faith. Faith is when we, we act on what we think is most likely and what we've decided, but we don't come and go with feelings. Weather or tiredness or illness or opposition or discouragement, all kinds of feelings can make us feel this chair isn't going to hold me. But I keep on sitting in it. I keep on trusting so trusting Jesus is a decision to, to put our lives in his hands based on the probability that that's the best thing to do. And then having made that decision, we stick with it despite discouragement or other feelings. So I want to ask three things. I want to look at three things. I want to look at the basis for trust. I want to look at what trust looks like. And I want to look at what trust isn't. So let's start with the basis for trust. Again on Alpha, I'd look at this and I want to just recap for for, for us. I think there are three fundamental decisions of faith to make. There are three things that we decide when we become a Christian. The first is that there is a God. Now for many of us, that's an easy thing to decide. It's a natural intuition. But it is based on probability. For me, it's a fundamental uh, rational and logical idea that life, creation, nature, the existence of the heartbeat, the existence of our planet, just the right distance from the sun and all of that, gravity, the, the, all of that is too coincidental to be uncaused. That The world as we see it, nature as we see it, is far too complex to be an accident. If you saw, as the the great philosophical point says, if you saw a, a complex watch coming to you from space from which you believed there was no other life form, you would not think what accidental explosion created that watch. You would think what other life form is there that has made the watch. Our universe is too complicated to be accidental. So I believe it is probable there is a God. I can't prove there is a God, but I think it is more likely than the alternative. My second step on which I base my trust is that Jesus was God. And the reason for that is I think it is logical to assume that if God is loving, he will come to earth. I think it is logical that if God wants to reveal how mankind should live uh, life, I think it is logical that he will appear on earth. Because that is the most loving thing for him to do, to come and communicate in person. And I think that the transformation that Jesus has caused both to the church, to the disciples and to history that we are in the year 2022, currently 2022 years after what? Not the beginning of mankind, not the creation of language, not the creation of time, not the creation of the calendar, simply from the time of Jesus. That he has so transformed history and the church has prospered through persecution and opposition simply because people could not explain the resurrection, that all of that leads me to believe that if I'm looking for God on earth, the most probable person is Jesus. A man of peace, a man of love, a man of gentleness, a man of compassion, a man who challenged power and authority and injustice. That's the most credible explanation So I think it is probable there is a God. I think it is probable that that God was Jesus. And the third step of faith, which sometimes folks don't make, but is important one to make, is that the Bible is trustworthy as God's message. And this was something that I worked through very much when I was studying theology and looking at a lot of the writers of theologians who come to not believe in the Bible as accurate. And as I read that, Though their thoughts and their ideas, I came to the conclusion that if I believed God could create the universe, and if I believe God came to earth, I could find it easy to believe that he then went to heaven and said, oh no, the Bible isn't what I intended. I've left bits in it that shouldn't be there, or they've written things that I didn't want there. And so for me, having created the world, ensuring the Bible teaches what he intended is an easy step, but it's an important probability. So I choose to trust there is a God because I think that's most likely. I choose to trust that Jesus was that God because that's the most likely explanation for who Jesus was. And I choose to trust the Bible as the authoritative explanation and message of God. And that then leads me to answer the question, well, what does trust look like? And I think there are five or six things that when Jesus says, trust him, trust in the light, he means. We are trusting, firstly, that God is merciful and unfailing in his love. I think that's probable. I think because of the reasons I've just given you, because that's the whole message of Jesus, I think it's probable but there are times when I'm afraid that it isn't true. There are times when I'm discouraged. There are times when voices and accusations fly around. And I think, does God really forgive me? And does God really love me? And that's the point in which I choose to trust. I choose to say, I believe this though I may not feel it. I believe the Bible's message on this. And that's what trusting Jesus is like. I choose to trust his love that he is merciful and that his love will never fail, that he is faithful, that he will never forsake or leave me. And the second thing that I trust is that he has told us to love others and that love for other people is his requirement of us. It is his fundamental summary of the commandments. He is commanding us to love. And I trust and believe that that is the way mankind is meant to live. We are meant to love. And which leads me on to my third thing to trust, which is that repentance is needed. And I trust the Bible when it tells me to repent, not to trust in my own strength and my own goodness and my own salvation, but to trust in the need to say sorry, the trust in the need to confess and to say to God, I've done wrong. And when I trust that, even though there are times when I think I'm doing right and I'm a good person, but I trust that I need to come in humility before God, then I find real life. And I trust then that the cross is sufficient, that his love is perfectly displayed on the cross and that it's sufficient for my salvation that my repentance gives me access to all that Jesus has done on the cross. And I don't need sacrifices. And I don't need other religions. I don't need other things. I just need Jesus. And I trust that. And that leads me on to two final things to trust that are important. And the, and the fourth, fifth one is this, that love is the best way, that I am required and called to live a life of love and that that will be good. And that is the best way for me to live. To live in mercy and compassion and forgiveness and gentleness and kindness and self-control around other people. To be generous and compassionate, to share all that I have and to forgive others. That that is the best way. And that I'm called to be that disciple who follows. And I trust that. And I trust that the self-centeredness of humanity without God is wrong and that the way of living life of love is right. And I trust finally that God's specific call on my life to use the gifts that he's given me, to serve the purposes that he has for me each day, in my job, in my relationships, to do the things he asks of me. I trust that that is the best way. And there are times when I feel a failure, and there are times when I feel that, uh, that I can't do things. But I trust God. Sometimes, and often it's not a feeling. Sometimes I don't feel like loving. Sometimes I don't feel like being obedient. Sometimes it feels that the world's way is is a better way. But I trust the light. I trust that his way is light. And I trust and choose to enact this way of living. So what is trust not? What trust isn't? It is not trusting feelings, it is trusting scripture. And that's the crucial thing here. I believe there's a God, I believe he was Jesus and I believe the Bible is accurate in telling me about him. Therefore I trust what the Bible says. And that means I trust the scripture over my own thoughts and my own sense of what I think God may or may not be saying. I weigh against two, uh, test against two fundamental pillars. One is the Bible, and the second is the character of Jesus. And is what I think or feel, and what I imagine and believe God to be saying, does it fit with Jesus, and does it fit the Bible? And I will trust that those two uh, cornerstones are more authoritative than my thoughts and my feelings. And the thoughts and feelings of others for me. And God invites me to trust him. Because it's probable. Because it's likely that that it's right. But there'll be times when I don't feel it. But I keep on trusting him. And Jesus doesn't answer that question. He just says, trust me. And there'll be questions that Jesus doesn't answer for us. And he says, I just want you to trust me. You don't know why this has happened. You don't know what's going to happen. But I want you to trust me. I want you to trust my love. And I want you to trust my purposes for you. And God invites us to trust him. So our questions for reflection, where do we need to trust Jesus? Where do I need to trust him? And is it in any of those areas? Is it that he's merciful and unfailing in his love? Is that what I need to uh, to choose to believe and hold on to? Is it that God is requiring of me that I love others? Is it that I need to repent? Is it that the cross is sufficient? Do I need to trust the cross? Do I need to trust that his way of living is the best and that his specific calling on my life is good? Let's pray together. Lord, help us to trust you. Help us to put our trust in you. To trust you for forgiveness and to trust you for living each day. Thank you that it's probable and likely that you're trustworthy. But in those times of doubt and feeling, we pray that you will hold us to the decisions we've made. We put our faith in you. In Jesus' name, amen.